In yeah. progress. That's the, all right, we're going to start from the Mishnah and Daf Memdalad and Medalev. So the, the, the Mishnah and the Amid, it's a very simple uh, flow. And that is, the Mishnah says, Shloisha minim asurim benazir. There are three things that a nazir is not allowed to do. Memdalad and Medalev, the Mishnah. There are three things a nazir is not allowed to do, which is tuma, contaminate to the dead, taglachas, cut your hair, hayais benagafen, consume great products. Those are the three things. Now, What's unique, each one has a stringency, the other ones don't. And what you're going to have from the Mishnah is going to list the stringencies, and then the Gemara is going to basically ask, well, you know, why should that stringency exist? I should make a Kavachaymer to get rid of it. And the answer is, Gzeris HaKasav. Well, why does that stringency exist? I should make a Kavachaymer to get rid of it. Gzeris HaKasav. Basically, every uniqueness, every uniqueness that Nazirim have is Gzeris HaKasav. And if not for the Xeris HaKasav, you'd be able to make a Shtikl Torah to get rid of it. Like, you could make a Shtikl Torah to allow, to make it that if a Nazir becomes Tommy, he shouldn't have to recount for 30 days. Xeris HaKasav. Okay, so let's start the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, Shloisha minim asurim Nazir, there are three things that a Nazir is not allowed to do. Toma, taglacha, siyotim consume great products, become Tommy, and get a haircut. Now, each one has a uniqueness. Choymer bitoma ubitaglachas miyotim nagevan. Both Toma and haircutting share a stringency that wine does not. What is the stringency that they have that wine does not? The difference is, if you drink wine, it doesn't affect your count at all. You just didn't have air. But if you shave, it affects your count. Why? Because we said you have to have 30 days of growth. So you'll have to wait up to 30 days. And if you're tame, you recount the entire thing. So tuma and haircutting affects the count. Wine does not. Okay? But wine has a stringency that they don't. Why? The stringency that wine has that they do not have is that wine is never mutter. Even if you want to have wine for Kiddush, it's not mutter. However, Toma and haircutting has a scenario where it's mutter. How so? Toma you're allowed to do if it's a mitzvah. What is that? A mace mitzvah, right? A naz is allowed to contaminate for a mace mitzvah. The Torah endorses it. And the second one is hair cutting for a mitzvah, which is, we had this recently, if he's a nazir and a mitzvah, right? Part of the tahara process of a mitzvah is he shaves. So a nazir who's a mitzvah shaves. So you see that there's a scenario where a nazir is allowed to shave and there's a scenario where a nazir is allowed to get tummy, but he's never allowed to drink wine, ever. So it's a stringency that wine has that they do not have. Vaiter in the Mishnah. And Tumah is more severe than anything else. Why? Tumah, if you became Tameh, you have to bring a carbon and you have to redo the entire count. Hair cutting, you don't bring a carbon and you don't have to redo the whole count. You just have to wait till 30 days. You have to make sure that you have 30 days of growth. But you never have to redo the entire thing. Meaning if somebody says he's going to be for 70 days, he has to start again from 70 days. If you became Tame, but not if you got a haircut. Right. If you had a haircut, you just have to wait 30, 30 days. days. Okay. So all of the, we just listed uniquenesses that each one have. Now the Gemara is going to ask... I can make a kavachayim to get rid of that uniqueness. The answer is gzeres akasav. I can make a kavachayim to make get rid of that one. Gzeres akasav. Gzeres akasav. It's all gzeres akasav. That's basically every uniqueness in naziris is gzeres akasav. So let's start. The Gemara says v'tuma loy tuter mechlala mekavachaymer miyayin. I should make a kavachaymer that a nazir is not allowed to go to a meis mitzvah. Right? We said a nazir is allowed to contaminate for a meis mitzvah. I can make a shukotar not like that. Why? 
Learn out from the ayin. If wine does not make you redo the count, and yet you're never allowed to drink wine, even for a mitzvah, for kiddish, then tumma, which you have to redo the count, you shouldn't be allowed to go to do it for a mitzvah. Meaning, I can make a shikal tayr, I can learn out from yayin, that the same way yayin is lenient, and you're not allowed to drink wine even for a mitzvah, so tumma, which is more severe, you should not be allowed to do a mes mitzvah. So why is you allowed to do a mes mitzvah if you're a nazi? The answer is, the Pasuk says that a Nazar is not allowed to contaminate his parents. That implies that only for them he's not allowed to, but he is allowed to for a Mesmitzah. Let's do the opposite then. Fine. I'll make another Shtikl Torah saying that you could drink wine for Kiddush. Why? If Tumah is more severe and you're allowed to do it for a mitzvah, then wine, which is less severe, you should also be allowed to do it for a mitzvah. So why can't you drink wine for a mitzvah, wine for Kiddush? So The Pasuk says you're not allowed to drink Yayin or Shecher, all forms of wine. So it's to Aser, even wine of a mitzvah, even Kiddush and Abdallah. Okay, it's exercise kosev. Let's go weiter. I'll make a shtikel Torah now that if you drink wine, you should have to redo the entire count. I'll make a shtikel Torah. It's a very simple shtikel Torah. If wine, you're not even allowed to drink Kiddush wine. It's so severe. You should have to redo the count. Meaning if Toma, you're allowed to go to a mes mitzvah, and that still causes you to redo the count, then wine, which you're not even allowed to drink Kiddush wine, never, ever, ever, it should redo the count. So why can't, why isn't that if you drink wine, why don't you have to restart the camp? The answer is, The Pasuk says you have to redo the camp because you became Tomei. That shows you the only thing that makes you redo the count is Toma and not wine. It doesn't make you redo the count. It makes you have to wait 30 days. Redo the count means you have to redo the entire thing if you become a Nazar for two years. You have to redo for two years. Just wait 30 days. You're done. So you design after 30 days. So the Gemara says, Fine. I'll make the following shtikl Torah. If I get a haircut, I should have to redo the entire count. Right? You told me it's 30 days. I can make a kavachayim that I should redo the entire count. How so? Following kavachayim. By Toma, Toma is not as bad, meaning... If a Nazar becomes Tami, who's over the Isser? Only the Nazar. What if you caused him to become Tami? You contaminated him, just the Nazar. So the, the Aver is only one direction, and still you have to redo the count. We find the stringency by haircuts. By cutting a Nazar's hair, the Isser de Raisa is both on the Nazar and the barber. So if a haircutting, which is an Isser on both directions, Kavachaymer should have to redo the count. Kavachaymer should have to redo the count. That's the Gemara says. So I can make a shtikel Torah. Zoom user, interesting. So anyway, I should uh, I, anyway. I, I have a shtikel Torah to, to to make it that if you hair, if you cut your hair, to redo the count because it's more severe because the barber also gets an isadaraisa which you don't find by Thomas. The Gemara says, what's the source that hair cutting does not redo the entire count? 
The answer is again, it's so the Pasuk says that the days don't count because he became Tame. That implies that the only reason why you redo the entire account is because of Tome, not because of hair cutting. Fine, let's go later. The Gemara says, Fine, I'll do another option. We said before that if a barber, if you cut the hair, the barber is Ivan Nisadaraisa also, not just the Nazar. But if you contaminate a Nazar, only the Nazar is Ivan Nisadaraisa. You should make a Kavachimer to say that if you contaminate a Nazar, both you and the Nazar are Ivan Why? Because Tame is more severe than it redoes the count. Then a hair cutting, and if hair cutting, both are over and iser. So to buy tuma, both are over and iser. Is there no, no avera, generally speaking? To I mean, it's living, it's living either, but it's not. You're not going to get lashes for tuma of a nazar. yeah, but by a haircut, if I cut a nazar's hair, I'm I'm going to get lashes for hair cutting of a nazar, not just for living either. So the gemara is saying I can make a kavachaymer to aser. I can make a kavachaymer to aser um, that it should be that if you contaminate a nazar, you're over an isidereisa kavachaymer because the tuma is more severe that tuma is more severe that it's, it, it it undoes the entire thing kavachaymer it should make it that you're over an isidereisa so why don't we say that if I contaminate another, I'm also over an iser? It says he contaminated his head, meaning he's over the iser for contamination. No one else. Okay. When the Gemara says, I think someone's phone's ringing. The Gemara says another. Uh, 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 the Gemara says another uh, another kasha. The Gemara says, "How about this?" I have another option. Why don't we do this? If I cut a barber, if I'm a barber and I cut a nose's hair, we said we're both going to get lashes. Why? I'll make a shikel tire not like that. I'll make a shikel tire that only the nazir. Why? If tuma, which is more severe, it's only on the nazir. Hair cutting, which is less severe, it should only be on the nazir too. It's the same flow. Asking kasha is basically it's all gzeir sakasiv. So we're just trying to get there. So why is it that if I if I'm the barber, why am I ever in a sederaisa? I could have argued that you shouldn't be ever in a sederaisa. So the answer is Amar Kra Tar Lo Yavar Al Roshay Kara Be La Yavar Hu Lo Yavar La Acher. Loyavar, the extra vav, the way it's the extra vav teaches you that I'm over an iser whether it's loyavar. Anyone that removes the hair is over. Anyone that's participating in the removal of hair, both the nazir and the barber. It's interesting the style of the gemara. It's very strange because it could have just said here, 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 and it's not. It's it's it's. It's like walking it through in like a back and forth way, but yeah, it's that's basically what the gemara is doing. The gemara is just basically saying. Um, here's all the halachas, right, but instead of t- yeah, but exactly. So it's 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 written a little bit. That's interesting. So the Gemara says, okay, um, fine. Let's go weiter. V'taglachas uh, The following one. We said that a nazir is allowed to shave his head. When's the one scenario a nazir is allowed to shave his head? When he's a mitzvah, because he has to do it for the tzaras purification process. I can make a kavachaymer not like that. Wine, which is less severe, is never allowed to be drunk even for a mitzvah for Kiddush. Then a, a, a nazir, who's more severe, the hair cutting, which is more severe, should not be allowed to be done even well, for the sake of the mitzvah. Why is hair cutting more severe than wine again? Because you have to wait 30 days. 
Wine, you don't, it doesn't re- affect the count. Also, as a kula, you're allowed to. Yeah, true, but but the point is, wine at least is yeah, it's true, but at least wine doesn't affect the count at all, and yet, wine doesn't affect the count at all, and yet you're never allowed to drink wine ever. So haircutting, which affects the count, why are you allowed to cut the hair if you're a mitzayra? So the Gemara says, What's the source? We have this recently, that it says, It says the mitzayra has to shave his entire body. What if that doesn't include in the body? The answer is, there's a scenario, ziknai, even when it's normally aser, i.e. he's a nazir, still he has to cut it for a mitzayr. So it's exerz akasif that a mitzayr cuts his hair. Okay. V'taglachas um, loitister klau. I can make the following argument. We said that if you cut your hair, it affects the count, right? You don't have to redo the entire count, but you've got to wait 30 days. I can make a kavacharma now like that, that it shouldn't affect the count at all. Uma miyayin. Learn now from yayin. Uma miyayin shalai hotu meklal in a soiser. Taglachas hotu meklal in a din shalai tinser. I have the following argument. Wine, which is, le- which is which, um, you never get to drink wine, even for the sake of a mitzvah, doesn't affect the count. So cutting the hair, which there's a scenario where you are allowed to cut your hair, kavachaymer, it, should be, uh, it shouldn't affect the count. If wine doesn't affect the count, hair cutting shouldn't affect the count. The answer is, that's not exer sakasiv. Be'inon gidl sar v'halaka. The answer is, that's not exer sakasiv. It's a requirement for a nazar to have hair. That's a long hair when he, gets the, when he brings the carbon. So that's not, that, that's, you can make all the rationales you want. It's not a stringency or leniency. It's a reality. A nazar needs to have long hair when he brings a carbon. So you're going to say, oh, he shouldn't have to because it, it, it should be learned out from Yain. He needs hair when he cuts his hair, when he gets a carbon. That's a gidel sar. Because you need gidel sar, being a gidel sar. Rashi says, You need it. So what am I going to do? You can make all the shtickle you want. You can't replace hair. The Gemara says, okay. Reverse. Let's do wine. If I drink wine, it sh- I should have to wait 30 days. Right? If hair cutting, I have to wait 30 days. Wine, I have to wait 30 days. If hair cutting, which is mutter for a nazar who's a mitzayra, you have to wait 30 days. Then wine, that you should have to wait 30 days. The answer is, The answer is, the whole reason to wait 30 days is to accumulate hair. That, that's, that's not a rationale that would apply. And therefore, uh, and therefore that's, not, uh, that's not something we would apply. Okay, go to the next page. Fine. That was a very easy... Uh, it's just a back and forth. Okay, so now, he, here's, the, here's the... Okay, new Mishnah, and it's a very... It's very, just you got to get the basics down. There's two times, we're focusing in this Mishnah on a Nazir who became Tame. Now, a Nazir who becomes Tame, this is what he has to do. This is very important. He's got to go through, he becomes Tame Mace. So what does he have to do in order to restart his Naziris? So he's got to go through a couple steps. First, he's got to go through the regular getting rid of Tumas Mace, which is seven days Tuma, okay, Day three and day seven, he has to be sprinkled para aduma. Okay. Day seven, he goes to the mikvah, finishes that. Okay. Then, okay. So the mishal, I'll read inside. Taglachas tumaketzar. What is the process of a nazir became tummy? So hayamaza b'shlishu v'chamishi. Right. He does the regular standard purification process. Day three and day seven. Now on day seven, he then goes to the mikvah. Okay. Now, day seven, he can't bring a carbon yet for a couple reasons. First of all, he hasn't shaved his hair yet, but also the day that you bring a mikvah, this is very important. A person is tame, okay, tame, very, very severe. Then he goes to the mikvah. 
Till the end of the day, he's called a tful yom. He cannot bring a carbon until the next day. Okay, so he bring he goes to the mikvah. That in, the rest of the day, he's called a tful yom. Still cannot bring a carbon. The next morning, he's now what's called a mechuser kipurim, and he could bring a carbon. Okay, so that day he's called a tful yom. The next morning, he's called a mechuser kipurim, and he can bring a carbon. Okay. Where is the um parajima water sprinkled on that? Where was it sprinkled on him? Yeah. I think it's on his ba- on, on, no, on no, no, I'm sorry, where in the base? Oh, no, no, so it's outside, it's by Harazesim, okay. where Harazesim is now. He was telling so you can't go onto the... Correct. Okay. It, was, it, was, it was actually where Harazesim is now, which is interesting. Now it's a cemetery, but it was where, it's where Harazesim is currently. So it's, it's to the east side looking over the Temple Mount. So anyway, so, so, so day three, day seven, he gets sprinkled, okay? Then he goes to the mikvah, and then he gets a haircut. He shaves his entire, he shaves his head, Fine. Then the next day, and then he brings a carbon the next day. Again, he can't bring a carbon day seven because he still went to the mikvah. He can't bring a carbon that day. So he goes to the mikvah, done the tumah, shaves, because that's part of the process of a nose that became tummy. He has to shave. So he shaves the day he goes to the mikvah. Correct. Then the next day, he brings a carbon. Okay. Then, then back to recount. So is that shaving before the he brings, you know, he shaves day seven after he went to the mikvah before the carbon. Now the qu- take that hair with him because don't they use the hair for the yeah. or something? Yeah. So now here's the question. The question is, what if? So again, so the day of the hair cutting and the day of the carbon are not the same day, but it makes a lot of sense. You can't bring a carbon until day eight, but you could shave day seven. So day seven you shave, bring carbon day eight. What if he didn't shave day seven? What if he shaved day eight for whatever reason? I don't, I don't know. Barbara wasn't around or whatever. He was lazy, fell asleep. So day seven, he does the toma, paraduma, goes to the mikvah, and then day, he's, day eight, he's like, oh, I forgot to shave. So he shaves day eight. Can he bring a carbon that same day? Now you'll say, well, why not? He, right? The reason why he can't bring a carbon day seven is because he, he, had, he had gone to the mikvah. He, he didn't, he's called the tful yayim. But if he went to the mikvah day seven, and then day eight, he just forgot to shave, he'll shave. Can he then bring a carbon right away? Oh, day seven of Shabbos, perfect. So, easy. So day seven of Shabbos, and then the question is, so day eight, can he shave and bring a carbon? So you'll say, well, generally they're not the same day. Yeah, but the reason why they're generally not the same day is because day seven is a tful yom, generally. But in this case, he went to the mikvah day seven. So day eight, he wants to shave and bring a carbon. So the Mishnah says, im gilach, I'm sorry? No, it's actually Machlagas. Im gilach b'shmini, maybe a carbon oyster, but by yoyim, div Rav Akiva. Rav Akiva says very simple. On day eight, yeah, on day eight, he shaves. So he brings a carbon, day eight. I generally, they're not the same day. Yeah, but, but the reason why they're not the same day is because day seven, he goes to the mikvah. He already went to the day seven, he already went to the mikvah. So day eight, he just shaves and brings a carbon right away. What's the big deal? Rav Yossi disagrees, Rav Tarfin disagrees. Amalei, Rav Tarfin, Ma'bein Zelem Metzora. How is this different than a Metzora? A Metzora also, part of his purification process, the, 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 the shaving and the carbon are never the same day. The shaving is always the day before. So, if a, a Metzora, it's always a, a separated by a day, this is also separated by a day. So according to Rav, Rav Tarifin, if on day eight you shave, then day nine you bring the carbon. You don't bring the same day. Because he's comparing it to a mitzvah. So says Rav Akiva, what's the difference? Mabin zel So meaning, why is it that a mitzvah is always separated by a day? So why not the same thing over here? So the answer is very simple. Day uh, a mitzvah, the reason why they're separated 
is because the order by a Mitzorah is shave mikvah carbon. The mikvah is after the shaving. So it can never be done on the same day. Because again, the day of the mikvah, you're not bringing a carbon because you're not ready yet. So the mitzvah is never on the same day. Let's say a mitzvah day, day eight, he, he, he shaves. You know what happens? Shaves, then goes to the mikvah. So you can't bring a carbon until day nine because day eight, he went to the mikvah. Over here, we're talking about a case, over here you go to the mikvah before the haircutting. So you could conceptually go to the mikvah day seven and then shave day eight and bring a carbon day eight. That's Rabbi Kiva's response. Rabbi Kiva's response is, by Mitzorah, the reason why it has to wait is because the mikvah is after the haircutting. So therefore, by definition, when you haircut and you carbon, you can't be on the same day because you haircut, according to Mitzorah, shaves his whole body, then goes to the mikvah, so that day's done. You can't bring a carbon that day because you're a tzvul yoyim. So by definition, it's not going to be the same day. But a nazir, can, he could go to the mikvah day seven. You want to know, let's say he, he doesn't shave or bring a carbon until day 20, for whatever reason. So day 20, let him shave and, get, and go to the mikvah. Go, go to get a, get a carbon. What's, what's the difference? You can't shave the carbon the mikvah? A cannot. A nazir could. Oh, no, 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 no. He has to go to the mikvah first. Yeah, but the point is, he can go to the mikvah and then shave. And it's, it's, he can go to the mikvah day seven and then shave day eight. The point is, the mitzvah has to be separated by a day because you go to the mikvah after the haircutting by a mitzvah. So therefore, it's by definition, haircut, mikvah, pause, carbon, next day. It can't be on the same day because you can't bring a carbon the day of the mikvah. But a nazir who's going to the mikvah before the haircutting can conceptually go to the mikvah day seven and then day eight. Get a haircut and bring a carbon. Why not? That's Rav Akiva's response. Rav Akiva says, <laughs> The answer is, it just depends on the order. It's haircut, mikvah, then you must wait a day, carbon. You can't do it the same day. But a nazir, going to the, he's going to the mikvah before. He's going to mikvah day seven. Regardless, he's always going to mikvah day seven. Unless he's, for whatever reason, just lazy. He's going to mikvah day seven. The Shaila is, when does he cut his hair? So, he cut his hair generally day seven. If he cuts his hair day eight, then he cuts his hair day eight and brings a carbon day eight because he already went to the mikvah. The mikvah is the main component that pauses the carbon. Okay, so you have a machloikas, or a kiva and rav tarfin, if a nazir, that's tame, goes to the mikvah day seven, but then shaves day eight, could he bring a carbon day eight? Rav kiva says, yeah, why not? You already went to the mikvah, you shaved, you're fine. Rav tarfin says, no, you have to be separated by a day. Rav Akiva responds, I don't, I don't understand why. So the question is, did Rav Tarfin accept Rav Akiva's Psaq? Did he back, up, back down? So the Gemara asks Kasha, Kiblo mine oiloi. Did Rav Tarfin accept Rav Akiva's response? And did he acknowledge that if a Nazir um, goes to the mikvah day seven, but shaves day eight, can he also bring a carbon day eight? So did Rav Tarfin back down? So the Gemara says, well, I'll prove to you he didn't. Why? Tashma, Tani Hillel. Hillel taught, Gilach Bishmini. If a Nazir shaves day eight, maybe Karbanasa, but she, he brings a carbon the next day. Oh, I thought Rav Kiva said that it could be done the same day, so why is Hillel saying it must be a separated day apart? It must be, Hillel is, or Rav Tarfin is following Hillel, that it must be separated by a day like a Mitzvah. So he says, So why is it that you're separated by a day? It must be, they're always separated by a day. It must be such a thing. So Gemara says, no. The answer is very simple. Everyone agrees to Rav Akiva. If you went to the mikvah day seven, and then you shave day eight, you could bring a carbon day eight. Why did Hillel say if you shave day eight, you have to bring a carbon day nine? The case of Hillel was not only did you push off the hair cutting on day seven, you didn't go to the mikvah on day seven either. For whatever reason, 
So you, you didn't go to the mikveh day seven, you didn't shave on day seven. Day eight, you went to the mikveh and haircut. Then of course you have to wait a day. Meaning, as long as you went to the mikveh before, you could shave and bring a carb on that day. I, Hillel, said it has to be separated by a day. Hillel's specific case is where the guy didn't go to the mikveh yet either. On day seven, he didn't go to the mikveh and he didn't shave. So day eight, he shows up to Hillel. So Hillel says, okay, go to the mikveh and shave, but bring the carbon the next day. Well, I thought you could do the same day. He didn't go to the mikveh yet. The main point is the mikveh, because the day of the mikveh, you're called it full yoyim. You're not ready to bring a carbon yet. Now, here's the discussion from here until the next of the oven. Okay, this is very, very, it's, it's very, it's very important to know. And that is, there were three different locations um, in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu that were then uh, transferred to Yerushalayim. It was called Machne, Shechina, Machne, Levi, Machne, Yisrael. Now, in Moshe Rabbeinu's time, that was the Mishkan area was Machne, Shechina, the Levi area was Machne, Levi, and the rest of the Jewish camp was Machne, Yisrael. Now, in the Beis Hamikdash time period, that transferred that there's the actual Azara, that's Machne, Shechina. There's the Temple Mount, which is Machne, Levi, and then there's Yushalayim, which is Machne, Yisrael. Now the reason why this is significant is because different types of tumah you have you have different you have uh, re- restricted access to different areas. Classically, a mitzvah is not allowed to go to any place out of all three. A tameh mace, a lot of people don't realize this. A tameh mace can go on the Temple Mount. He just can't go into the Azara. Now, by the way, um, that's obviously that there's a whole. It's not a Shiloh, whatever. They're, they're, Every, Kimat every Orthodox Rav, Kimat everyone. I, I'm not going to say everyone because I'm going to someone's going to write to me. But, but the overwhelming majority of Rabbanim Aser going on the Temple Mount nowadays. I'm talking a cruise of every of Cook and Rivadia and Rivel Yashiv and Rivel Everybody, everybody, they all Aser it. So why? So there's a couple of reasons, but also very practically. Ah, you so everyone's. Uh, we're all Tommy Mace. So you need a Paraduma. You don't need a Paraduma to go on the Temple Mount. The answer is, we don't know, we're afraid that you're walking on the Temple Mount as a, now by the way, you're still a Tami Zav. The Tami Zav is not allowed to enter the Temple Mount either. He's only allowed to enter Yushalayim. So that they go to the mikveh for, but that you can fix. You can go to the mikveh, you do it properly, fine. You cannot remove Tama Mace without uh, Paraduma. So Tame Mace is allowed to go on the Temple Mount. He's just not allowed to go into the Azara. The difference is, we don't know, we're afraid that we don't know exactly where the Azara begins and where the Temple Mount ends. And they're going to say, we know, based on archaeology. I'll be honest with you, the Radvaz, we don't pass in this way, but the Radvaz was under the impression that the Koto was the wall of the Azara, not the wall of the Temple Mount. Now, okay, we, we, that's obviously not, not how we pass in, that's not correct, but... You're going to tell me that they're so confident. It's not, it's not worth it. It's chayv karis. It's not, it's not worth uh, the entering area. But that's a tomei mace. So just to review, a tomas metzaira is kicked out of all three. A tomei mace is just kicked out of the, temp, uh, of, of the azara and not the temple mount. He can go to two out of three. And a tomei zav is kicked out of two out of three. So he can go in Yerushalayim, but he's not allowed to enter the temple mount and he's not allowed to enter the, the actual Beis HaMikdash itself. Okay, now the question is like this. What this Gemara is going to be dealing with is, again, there's three stages. Let's say you're Tame Zav, okay? So there's the first stage, you're Tame. So when you're Tame, you're restricted from two out of the three camps, okay? Then there's two more stages. There's going to be where you go to the mikvah, and there's, you go to the mikvah Monday morning, okay? So you have Monday, all of Monday, you're what's called a Tvul Yad. You still cannot bring a carb on that day, okay? The next morning, Tuesday morning, you're what's called a Mechusr Kippurim. So a Mechusi Kippurim can definitely enter the Temple Mount. 
because he has to bring the carbon. So he's obviously allowed to enter the Temple Mount in order to bring his carbon. The question is, is a Zav who's a Tful Yoim, which means he went to the mikvah, but he is not yet ready to bring his carbon, that interim day, is he still restricted from entering the Temple Mount? Now, God, I don't know why he would be there anyway, because oh, he wants to go daven, whatever. So the question is, we know that there's three stages. A Mechosek is fine to enter the Temple Mount. He's allowed to go not into the, into, the, into the Azara, but he can go on the Temple Mount, which is all, all he has to go, because he just has to go to Shar Niknar to bring his carbon. He actually doesn't have to enter the Temple Mount, because he, enter the Beis HaMikdash, because he's not a Kayin. So he's just entering the Temple Mount in order to bring his carbon. Mechosek yes. Regular Tumah, no. The question is, what about a Tful Yon? That day... He's the he's a tful yom for the paraduma. He's a tful yom. Who? What are you talking? You talking about Yuma? Yeah. He's a tful, he's a tful yom for the paraduma, but the paraduma was done outside. It was done. Uh, it was done. It was done on the, on the harazesim. Just for the paraduma. Yeah, because the tzedukim said yeah. that was because the tzedukim stone said that a para all, all for the paraduma only. Uh-huh. The paraduma was done outside of the base of It was done on 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 harazesim. Uh-huh. So. So that's the question. The question is, is a Tful Yoim of a Zav also like a Zav? Is he also restricted from entering the Temple Mount? Or do you say no? Once you go to the Mikvah, even though you can't bring a carbon yet, that's basically, how do you look at that Tful Yoim interim day? Is it that you're no longer Tameh, you just for whatever reason can't bring a carbon? Or no, you're still Tameh, and that's why you can't bring a carbon. You're just not as Tameh as you were before. So that, that's the question. So the Gemara says like this, Amr I found Rav Nassim Bar-Yoshi's friend and he said the following. The Pasuk says that a Zav, on the day after Tful Yoyim, the day of Mechusik Yipurim, the day that he could bring a carbon, it says, He enters the Temple Mount before God, Pesach Oil Mayed, to the enter of the Mishkan, Vinosnam Elakoyin, and he gives the carbon to the Koyin, meaning the day of Mechusik Yipurim, Tuesday morning, he could now enter the Temple Mount and walk in. So it says the Gemara, you could deduce from this, that implies that he could only enter the Temple Mount when he went through the purification process, and he went through the mikvah, and he waited the entire day, and it's the next morning. But the day that he's a Tvil he's not allowed to. Because the Pasuk implies, meaning the Pashup Shad of the Pasuk is just saying, when he's a Mechazer Kupurim, the next day he could bring a carbon. But the fact that it says, Ubal Lifnei Hashem Beyom HaTahar, that implies that he could only enter it there. But the day before, meaning a Tful Yoim has a status of a regular Zav that is not allowed to enter the Temple Mount. That's the Gemara's deducing. From this Pasuk, the extra words tells you that a Tful Yoim is not allowed to enter the Temple Mount. So the Gemara says, Loi Tavav Asahar Shemesh Loi, Alma Kasavar, Tful Yoim Shal Zav Kizav Dami. A tful yoim of a zav has the same status of a zav. So we'll end with this. The Gemara says, I don't think that's true. Why? And I'll prove it to you. The Gemara says, you're, you're using this Pasuk as a source that he's only allowed to enter the Mokam HaMikdash when he's a Mechusik Yipur, but not when he's a tful yoim, when it's the next day, but not when he's a tful yoim. The problem is this same Pasuk could also be applied for, a, there's a similar Pasuk regarding uh, Tamei Meis. Is a Tamei Meis, someone who touched a dead body, is he allowed to enter the Temple Mount? Yeah. The same Pasuk, and Mamsh came out the same Lashon, and you're going to tell me that the Pasuk is saying you're only allowed to enter the Temple Mount after it's full Yoim when you're a Mechusik Yipurim, but that's not true by Tamei Meis. So what do you have to say? The Pasuk is just telling you, you bring a carbon. Meaning, the Pasuk Shadi is, the Pasuk is just saying, again, day seven is that he's a full Yoim on Monday, Mechusik Yipurim on a Tuesday. 
Pasuk, shot of the Pasuk is, Tuesday he brings a carbon. Now we're darshing, no. It does. It means more than that. It's not just that he brings a carbon on Tuesday and not before. That he could only enter the Temple Mount on Tuesday. The problem is that that same lotion is found by a Tomei Mace. And a Tomei Mace is allowed to enter the Temple Mount the whole week. So what do you have to say? The Pasuk's lotion doesn't mean to restrict him from the Temple Mount or not. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. The Pasuk says, it's the Pasuk, it says on the eighth day, when he's a Tamei Mace, on the eighth day, he brings a carbon, Pesach Oil Mayed. You're going to say the same thing? He could only enter the Temple Mount day eight? That's not true. A Tamei Mace is allowed to enter the Temple Mount the entire time. What's the answer? The answer is don't darshan about where, it's not restricting entry, it's telling you when to bring the carbon, that's it. So the Gemara says, you're going to say the same shtickle Torah that you're only allowed to enter the Temple Mount when you're a Nazar who became Tamei Mace on day 8? That's not true. We'll go to the next page. Again, I'm going to, I'll say this outside and then we'll pick this up for tomorrow. The problem is, Tamei Mace, where, where is he entering? He's talking about entering the Temple Mount. So forget to Shar Niknar, which was the area that you'd bring your carbon. A Tamei Mace is allowed to be there the entire week. So what do, you, what do you say? The Pasuk says Pesach el Mayed is not restricting entry at all. It's just telling you when to bring the carbon. So too over there when it comes to a Zav, when it says that day 8, the Zav, is Yahweh Pesach el Mayed, it doesn't mean to restrict entry before that point. Maybe he could really enter the Temple Mount when he's a Tzvul Yoyim. It's just saying you bring a carbon the next day. It's just telling you Karbonus. It's not restricting entry. So it could be really a Tzvul Yoyim of a Zav really is allowed to enter. Really, a Tzvul Yoyim of Azov is no longer Tameh, and he's allowed to enter. He just can't bring a carbon until the next day. So basically, we said before that a Tzvul Yoyim of Azov is like Azov, that he's Tameh and not allowed to enter the Harabayas. But now we're saying that, that I, I don't know if that's so true. So we'll pick it up tomorrow. Maybe we'll review this last point tomorrow. Uh, My pleasure. The list of Evan that